This episode was brought to you by the Social Fishing Membership, Australia's fastest growing freshwater platform, giving you the resources to catch more fish. Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Mate, that you went too quick, didn't it? Way it too sure, quick. It sure did. It, um, I don't know, they seem to go quicker and quicker, but when you get a year that's full of uh, you know, rain and floods and all the rest of it, uh, I think particularly the fishing windows are just that little bit shorter, and I think that's probably what's um, made this one feel extra short, I think. Yeah, she's gone, and we're going to have a little bit of a recap uh, of the year. It was pretty epic. Welcome, everybody, to 2023. Um mm. Big things are going to happen, mate, I can feel. I yep. don't know if you can feel it too, but I feel it's yep. going to be a massive year. 2022 was an epic year. We had so many good adventures and basically this is just going to be a little short podcast to start us off for the year. Uh, we're going to release more episodes this year. going to try and do two a month, uh, interview some epic angles. i got a few teed up already for the start of 2023. But uh, first of all, just a massive thanks to... Everyone listening, thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast if you've supported us anyway and a huge thanks to our members for the last year and thanks to you, Dan, for all of your effort and sharing your knowledge as well with everyone. Oh, mate, it's my pleasure. It's been fantastic to be a part of it, mate. And um, yeah, I, I, I put that thank you out as well to members and podcast listeners and um, and the guys that have and girls that have shouted out and messaged and asked questions and all that sort of stuff. Um yeah, it's, I love it. I love being part of it. So, um, yeah, and, mate, on behalf of all the members, thank you to yourself um, for the huge amount of work that you put into it as well because I think it goes a little bit understated um, and probably, um, I guess people probably don't realise from the outside looking in just how much effort you put into creating what you're creating. So, well done, and I look forward to 2023, mate, and, uh, and being part of that. So, it's going to be huge. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Get a few messages from members here and there. Um, but yeah, a fair bit goes in. You probably know because I annoy you half the time and it's stuff <laughs> it's stuff you don't see like when the website yeah. dies or something breaks or uh, I don't yeah. know, a lot of other content creators out there. For example, Robbie Alexander, he's messaged me once going, there's a lot more behind the scenes that you don't realize. Um, yeah. Steve Starling as well with his website. Uh, he'll just know how much troubles they can have at times, but it's managed yep. to stay up and continue to grow. And mm. I think this year is going to be a massive. I'm going to, I'm going to really push. I don't know if I can push harder. Um, I reckon I can. So <laughs> I'm going to push even harder this year. Um, but the other thing we want to do is I want to get on more people and hear from others. So what we're going to do yep. in the platform is I'm actually going to work hard to bring in a big group of all our contributors and even more, especially into that bass scene, northern New South Wales, southern Queensland and start creating content up there and, and touch base with experts from those areas who yeah, are willing awesome. to share and add to the platform. So, um, yeah, big shout out to everyone once again. Now, run us through a recap. I'm going to run through step by step. We're going to go a bit, bit of a summary of, of the year and the recap. Then I'll talk about maybe some lessons that we learned. Um, yep. And then a bit of what's in store for the year ahead. But uh, it started pretty slow. We did a couple of redfin sessions at Blaring. I don't know what you did up till Go Fish, but Go Fish was early Feb. 
Yep. And I, I caught my first cod. Took me six weeks of cod seasons to catch my first <laughs> cod last year. Uh, remember that opening session? What opening? Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, that was cod opening though. That wasn't 2020. No, that's right. That's the year before. Still. Still. Yeah. Everyone has those days, eh? We had oh, one yeah. of those days. Absolutely. Yep. And we, there was more than one throughout the year, that's for sure. So, if you go out and you have big expectations of catching heaps of little cod after a big winter slog, <laughs> catch yellows all spring, <laughs> oh, let's go catch some little cod in the heat and yep. fish all day for nothing. Yeah. And I've been catching little cod fishing for yellows up there, hand over fist in the weeks leading up to that. Yeah, and, you had to. Yeah. And it just yeah, it just didn't happen for us that particular day. It got smashed by a storm and yeah, it was it was good fun, but anyway. A couple of lessons out of that. Um you can have tough days, but also the other lesson it just brings back is something I learnt like really well last week when I went to the ACT is those midday cod midday's not time to chase cod. It really isn't. As a as no, sometimes Sometimes, but highlight conditions, you, you cotter yeah. an extra, except for fishing in rivers where you got shadows, completely different. Yeah. Um, you can have some really good bite windows, but still early and late's better. But yeah. if you've got no shadow, take shadow out of the equation, highlight is just, cod do not like it at all. No, no. And that, that was the same on like my just recent session just last week. Um, you know, we got a couple of fish, but really all that middle of the day section we laid around in the shade of a tree because i mean even running the scope you could see fish and stuff like that and there's just no point being out there thrashing yourself in the heat to try and catch them because they're, they're just not interested they're not feeding they're not in the mood for it so rest up during the day and fish hard in the afternoons and first light in the morning yep uh so then yeah go fish come around i caught my first cod the day before the comp started yeah. And about four cod later, I cracked a meter straight up after go fish on the gold yeah. on top. Wasn't that yeah. a good session? That was crazy good. Uh, I don't even think we hadn't even been on the water that long that morning either. Like no. It was our first morning out. of the entire trip. Yeah. We were there for four days. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, that was yeah, a monster eat off the top and a. Bloody big fish too. What did that fish measure? Do you remember? I don't actually remember. Yeah, it was a meter because you said it's not going to go because we measured it. Oh, once. it was right on. That's right. That's um, you're right. like, nah, it's ninety nine point <laughs> seven. I'm not giving it to you. And then uh, we took, like, we put it back in the water and I re-measured it about <laughs> yeah, two minutes later. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all right, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it definitely was. That's right. He, he just had to relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a mapping trip. So we went down to the Goldman yeah. to map um, that content. We were going to load it earlier in the year, but the floods pushed through in sort of spring. Um, so that maps and all the content for that will actually go up over the next month or two. Um, so we mapped a section there. Crazy how quick a year goes, hey? Mm, it so, is. Yeah, sc- it is. It's just, scary. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it only. Yeah, it seems like just yesterday sort of thing. Yeah, and then. Yeah, you turn around and the next thing you know, you're, you know, into the second month of summer and we'll be, you know, marching back into March very, very soon, so. Yeah, and on that trip, we mapped for four, three days and we just fished early morning, late afternoon and we actually, that was yeah. the only fish we caught for the entire trip. That's right, uh, yep. Yeah, go fish, fish really well, a bit sad that announced later or at the end of last year that, last year, sounds weird. Um <laughs> 
that it's finished. Um, yeah, yeah. Not going to run another one. It was a good event, wasn't it? Oh, mate, yeah. I, it was the first time I'd been and I sort of kicked myself a little bit for not getting down there beforehand because, um, yeah, that, that, a really sort of um, a really good event, like a good atmosphere. Um, yeah, it's packed with people, but all like-minded people and it was just, it was a good fun weekend. Um, you know, we were just out in the water speaking to people and, you know, we gave, you know, a couple of tips out to people and, you know, a few bits and pieces. It was really good, really enjoyable. And then, um, yeah, and that was like our catch-up. It was like a good week. I, as we were there, we were saying it's our weekend where we're actually going to spend time with everyone, families, like Hocko was there with his That's wife. Right. You yeah. were going to bring your wife and kids. Um, yeah. Another mate was there with their kids. Paul Worsling was in the cabin size. Karen was there with Justin and their kids, and it was kind of a period yeah. where we're not there to fish, and we yeah. were there to we were there to you know do all the stuff around go fish and then just hang out. Um, yeah, like I said, we floated around on the boat talking to everyone because that was part of my role. But it was actually yeah. really good once a year change up from the whole let's go catch fish. Cause, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome. Um, so that rolled through. I don't think much happened through then. Then we had two. You went on a big adventure, um, and while you were away on your adventure, I actually did a couple of trips down the Murray because yep. it was uh, fishing quite well. But run through your big plan and adventure, mate, in the lead up to that, and where'd you go? Yeah, so um, I headed up to fish uh, Lake Proserpine. Um, that was end of April, early May. Um, so yeah, loaded up the boat. Um, swags uh, and the fam, so two boys and the wife, and um, yeah, headed up north to do a trip that I'd been planning to do for I would say probably 20 years to be honest. Right back when they, you know, when we first started hearing stories about how well these impoundment barrow were feeding and growing and and how awesome or, the glassy conditions and so oh, yeah, them yeah. are, and you can yeah, see yeah. them up in the weeds and the shallows, and just amazing. Yeah, yeah listen it? to listen to an awesome podcast with uh, Curtis Parker, and he's talking about you know yeah, glassed out and weed bites, and you know all this stuff, and went up there, and we got a hundred mil of rain over the ten days we were up there, so <laughs> and it blew every single day. I think one day we had we didn't like the wind was under fifteen k an hour for one day. Um, all the rest of it, even like right into the evenings and first thing in the morning, it was it was blowing nonstop. So um, made the most of it, though. Oh, certainly, mate. Yeah, we got out and fished, and I fished in some conditions that I wouldn't fish in at home. Um, but you don't travel three thousand kilometres north to not fish. Sit underneath a roof and watch the rain fall down. So uh, maybe we got that much rain in the boat. Actually, I had seedlings sprouting in the carpet of my boat. <laughs> I was about to say that. How was the uh, plant growing as well? Yeah, so we'd obviously picked up some seeds and stuff from the swags that we'd been sort of rolling out and rolling up and putting in the boat and travelling on the way up there. And, um, yeah, the boat stayed that wet for that week that, um, you know, within a sort of halfway through the trip, I started to notice some little seedlings starting to spread up in the corners of the boat. So that's that's how wet she was, mate. So but the barrow fishing? The barrow fishing was... Amazing. That place is an incredible fishery. Um, the masterminds behind that have done a really good job. Um, you know, impoundment barrow fishing was, you know, I don't know that there was a whole lot known about it until they started doing it basically and it just went from strength to strength and the amount of fish 
that are in that place and the way they feed is just amazing. It's epic. It's, it really is. For the how the conditions were when we were up there, and how many fish we still were able to get onto, um, you know, I'd love to see it when it is actually properly firing, because yeah, incredible amounts, and they're all big fish too. I didn't catch anything under ninety centimeters while I was up there. Oh, didn't you? No. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. And you said you saw them, and when you could see them, there's if you compare it to cod, there's yeah. just tens, hundred times more fish oh, swimming around. Mate. If you pick the right spot, like you pick one of those sort of draining gullies in that main basin where it's draining back into the edge of the trees and stuff, um, you can just watch them roll through, like one after the other. There might be sometimes you might be able to see, like if you're just looking at your side scan, you'll just see fish head to tail, head to tail. There might be ten or twenty fish that will cruise through there. Like and carp, just, but worse. Yeah, but and more. You, you look at it and go, when I first got there, it's like that can't be barra. <laughs> don't, be, don't be stupid. It's no way. And yeah, start fishing and yeah, bang, you're into a fish first session. Pouring, absolutely pouring rain. I had to tuck up into the little river arm to try and get out of the wind a little bit. But it's bucketing down and I'm out there, caught a fish and I was that pumped that I'd caught one that I actually packed up shortly after, soaking wet just so I could get home and tell me wife and kids that I'd caught me first in Pamit Barra. I was that excited about it. So Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, That's no, epic. amazing trip. Um, yeah, beautiful part of the world up there, um, and it's definitely somewhere that I'll be visiting again. So, yeah, but, uh, so definitely this... put it on the bucket list if you haven't oh, yeah. visited yeah. it before. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who's anyone who's into fishing of any description is going to get a kick out of the way them things feed, the way they fight, like they really are big, heavyweight speedsters sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty incredible place. And for everyone who does support what we do through the membership platform, we are going to, we have big goals. As long as we can get enough members on board, we have big goals to branch into northern New South a bit more, into southern Queensland, all the way through Queensland. So hopefully yep. have as just as much content and maps on Barra, Bass, as we do Cod and Yellows. So we might, even start, we might even start something from over the ditch, mate. I'm going to bring yeah. it to New Zealand later on this year. We booked that there last week. So. Yeah, you did you? You booked it. Yep. You're booked going in April again, aren't you? Um, yeah. I told actually, you not to. Actually, I think, it's, again. I think it's March, actually. How long? For a month? Mm, no, nah, not quite a month. So you're Sorry. into April? No, I think it's early March. Ooh, lucky. Lucky. Mm. I did warn yeah, you I to not I know, go away I in know. April again. Because you haven't done a whole stack of river stuff. No, and I really want to as well. April like, is the pick. May is pretty good too. But April is prime time if the rain stops. And I did two yeah. sessions last year and I did one the year before on the Murray. I did that trip with Hocko. That was two. This, that's coming up to two years ago um, yeah. with Hocko. And then last year I did two mapping trips. So I didn't actually go on just a fishing trip. Um, we mapped, uh, where did we map? Alupner Island, so Tokemore all the way through to Barma. Um, and then after that, we fished through Barma and Fletcher got that massive cod oh, on yeah, the last right. afternoon. Yep. Awesome fish. Just yep. feels so good after three days of casting for that to happen. Yep. Um, and Meso was there, so one of Fletcher's good mates. Just, yeah, epic moment. And we captured that all on video. 
And then Fletcher and I did another session from Hume when it was really low coming out of Hume, from Hume through to Mawala. Um, explored some pretty cool country, very different part yep. of the river there, um, but had one good hit from a big top water cod and didn't stick, and that was our three days of fishing. Yeah. Um, that was when the drawdown was on too. The, the drawdown uh, happened this yes, year. Yes, that's right. Yep. Uh, won't see that low lake for another, could be four or five years. Um, mm. It'll change the way Mawala fishes now. It'll be much easier for those who want to go for a session um, because you won't be getting weed all the time. You don't have to be as particular. Um, it actually stopped you from fishing a lot of spots the amount of weed there was. So Yeah, it got pretty sick, didn't it? Yeah, and, and how crazy was it that Mawala was empty and then within weeks it was pushing, or not weeks, but within a month or two months of it filling back up, it was moving more than what it held in a day, yeah, yeah. in 24 hours. So for those who don't know, Mawala holds, oh, I, I can't quite remember, but I know it was it's, almost pushing 180,000 meg a day. Holds 117, I think. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. I was actually going to say 170 that it holds, but... Nah, I think I it holds 117. I'm going to bring it up while we're talking. 117, I think, and it pushed 180. In That's crazy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yet it was a river. It was running yeah. at like, I don't know, 4,000 or 5,000 through the bottom of it. Um, yeah. Not long prior. So, yeah, it's mm. just been a cool year. Um, heaps of fish got caught. Yeah, it holds 117,500. So, 117,500 megalitres. And there's 180 going through. Yeah, up to, yeah. Mm. And there was 120 plus wow. going through for more than a few, like a few days. It was yeah. quite high. Um, and it's yeah. back down now. It's back down. I saw it the other day. I think it was 12,000. Um, so, okay. a normal summer, normal summer flow is like 12, 10 to 12,000. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, which is, is fishable. Uh, it's yep. definitely safe and fishable well and truly. Uh, so, there'll be ski boats getting around out there, I imagine. Um, that's through that bit below Yarrawonga. Um, that's running at 12,000. Upstream, yep. it runs fairly quick at 12,000 or 10,000. But yeah, I know yep. it's sort of fishable as well. Uh, so, I know we said that our rivers wouldn't fish well, but it's funny. If we go back to 2016... I know we've talked a lot about floods this year, but if we go back to 2016, the year after was one of the best fishings on the Bidgee. Yeah. Within only five months, it dropped and it was Mm. super low. Mm. So, I don't know. We've had such high river for three years. um, Didn't really drop at all. But maybe in 2016, I think 2016, as soon as we hit 17, we just snapped straight into a drought. Like that summer was dry. Yeah. And it was completely dry, 17, 18, 19. Um, so this year, if we keep getting the rain, well, the rivers will come back up again. But if it snaps straight into like a drought again, or even yeah. just a average rainfall, or just below average, we might see rivers that are fishable for irrigation. Irrigation rivers, but yeah, you, your you rivers that aren't connected to irrigation are already coming good at the minute. Um, like the Bidji up around Canberra. Yeah, yeah, they're high. They're definitely yeah. high. But because the fish are feeding so well because of the floods, the height doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, normally, you'd want it lower. They'll bite better. But because they're so happy at the minute, when it gets to a fishable height, it's yeah. well worth going like where we went um, through ACT. The other day, it was as high as you would want it, but mm-hmm. still fished really, really well. Um, yeah. So, the Murray itself with this flood going through, it'll, you'd ideally want it below 7,000, but it might fish really quite good at 10,000 because they've just had a flood through. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so, that was that. And while you were away, I was on the Murray, as I just said, with Fletch doing those two trips. 
Then yep. we kind of rolled through to early. We, actually, I went on an April camp trip with the family, um, landed my PB for the year just off a session that wasn't even a proper session. Yeah. We landed two in the 80s and then the next night landed a meter 29. Massive. Just right out the front of camp. With, it was like a last second planned trip. Perfect yep. weather. The best day of the entire year. Yeah. And I hooked a meter 29. Um, massive fish. And then only two weeks later, I took Simon Pender out. Yeah. And for a quick afternoon session, we hooked a 130. That's madness. That's he went from an 80 monstrous. to a 130. Did he? Wow. Yeah, I know. He doesn't even chase. Like he's on the coast. Like he bass yeah. tuna. Massive on his tuna. He's got some huge tuna. Bass. Yeah. Chase. He loves cod, but obviously if you don't live near them, you only chase them when you come out every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the third session I've taken Simon up to blaring for. He, he's a rep for pure fishing and we did a session four years ago and then one two years ago, just short, quick night ones while he's doing his rounds. Well, and he, he just messaged twenty twenty two, will he? No, I think he caught a, his biggest tuna that year too. Yeah, um, right. I'll have to get him on for another episode. I did an episode with him on bass. Um, yeah, but go figure. He he messages me and goes, "Oh, I'm I'm doing the rounds through Tum at Canberra Wagga and that. Is there anywhere worth stopping for a fish? Not asking me to go for a fish. Just saying, yeah. is there anywhere worth stopping for a fish? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, this will blah blah. I'm like, well, actually, I'm got to go to the dam this week at some stage so I can do my report. It's like. I may as well go, say it was Wednesday, I think. I said, may as well go Wednesday if you're around. And he changed his plans so he stayed in Tumut instead of Canberra. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, we'll go. So we went for like a four-hour session and then that happens. Yeah. Isn't it That's crazy? crazy? Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. big fish, 130. Oh, mate. Yeah. That's up there. Yeah. That's up there with as big as they get. Huge, old, mean-looking fish. Yeah. Um, And then we rolled through to possibly the most memorable trip of the year, mate. Um, yeah. Yep. I was going to say, you hopefully remember it. <laughs> well, it memorable. Yeah, no, there's been, well, there's been a few. There's been lots of, um, yeah, lots of adventures and bits and pieces all over the place, to be honest. It sort of sometimes starts to blend all into one, mate, but, um, yeah, no, there's definitely been some good ones in there. So, early, I think it was early June. Yeah. My angler. Yeah. Um, it was... I don't know. I think it um, that that trip was. It almost was like, you know, we were there to catch up with all the contributors and meet a lot of people for the first time. Even though we'd been in contact through the platform and messages and things like that quite a bit, but it went from very quickly. Okay, yep, met everyone. Righto, let's get into some fishing, and the fishing was bloody good, wasn't it? Like it, it was. Really, really good, and really good to have boats spread over a fair patch of the lake, completely different techniques, and just come circle back in and find out, righto, this is what's this is what's working, and you know, the rest of us sort of then follow that path, and mate, the results just kept stacking up. It's pretty cool, wasn't it? It's it was very cool. Yeah. So we. We all followed Adam. Uh, so, the little bit of info first come from that fish that I caught that night, that meter fish, and then Adam really locked that in because then yeah. we went out using a different technique. Adam went out fishing yeah. shallow 
he caught four. He got four hits. You and I got well one. Um, yeah. And I'm like, well, right, let's all do that. Bang, it worked. Nearly everyone. Yeah. I think three people didn't catch a cod, but those people yeah. caught yellows and carp. Yeah. Um, everyone got a cod, and there were some good quality cod. Justin got the biggest fish. Yeah. Yeah. Matt got a 98. Um, yeah. Alex got a fish in the 90s. Adam caught yeah, that's four right. fish. You caught fish in the 60s. Yep. Um, Jake got a 60 centimeter fish. Karen got a topwater cod. Like it just was <laughs> epic. And the yeah. even better part was it uh, from it was that we put together a video, a stack of content, and probably the biggest trip report I've ever written in my life. Um, yeah. A few of the members said you really took a bit to get through it. Yeah. To then only a week later to hear Ben Wiseman wasn't signed up to become a member. There's a podcast with him. Wins yep. the comp. Never won yep. it before. Struggled to catch fish the week before we were there. Yep. We smashed it only because as a team, we worked out what was going on. Yes. Ben started fishing his old way, couldn't catch fish in the pre-fish. Then just went, right, let's do what these boys said. Start yep. catching fish. We got the message from him. I was like, that is right there why we do what we do. Yeah, yeah. Super moment. special moment. Yeah, and then for um, Ethan, a member, he's saltwater fisho, never fished the fresh ever. Somehow, he saw on social media that we went to Wyangla. He's like, yep. we're actually going there for a trip. May as well sign yep. up. They yep. caught 10 cod in three days between two of them. They both got a meter cod each. Never chased cod in their life. That's incredible. That that just doesn't happen, eh? Nah, and he went back and caught a meter 18. Only yeah. two weeks later. And yeah. then members, so many messages from members kept rolling through. But Wyangla was fishing really good though. That does help as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it good. was, but you still got to be keyed in. Yes. Like you can be fishing well, but if you're not fishing where they are, like if you're using the wrong technique or you're fishing wide or fishing standing timber and stuff like that, like you just weren't going to get them like that. And you you could spend three days out. doing the wrong thing easily. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be fishing shallow, tight to the edges, high in the water. Um, yeah, otherwise you'd miss out every time. And I think those floods are just still... It's going to fish really good. It's fishing well right at the minute. I'll have to do a yeah. trip, a summer trip there, but um, it's going to fish good, I think, right through yeah. April, May, June. It's a good, fun fishery in summertime. I have to do a trip up there in summer and, yeah, it's, it's cool. There's a lot of cod in that place. A lot of small... Yeah, I've heard... Some people say, I know Jacko's uh, said this as well, that he reckons it's the most populated impoundment that we have. Yeah. Um, and I would almost agree with that. I think their spawning would be quite successful in those river arms. Yes. Um, I know that Eildon is majorly stocked with fish. Yeah. It's a massively bigger impoundment, so it may have more fish, but per the size of the lake, I don't yeah. think it yeah. does. Yeah. Um, and lots of small fish, my angler, 40, 50s, 60s. Um, 70s, 80s, not yeah, not the way that, through. Yeah, even that 70, like well, 60 to 80 bracket, there is a lot of fish in that bracket and they're super aggressive. When conditions are right, when you've got a good barometer, you've had a nice warm patch of weather, those morning and arvo sessions up there, that, yeah, you get a lot of fish. You find yep. a patch, you know, you might do bloody a kilometre of bank and find a 50-metre patch, there'll be 10 fish sitting there and they'll all be happy to, you know, have a crack sort of thing, so... Yeah, I've I've only had success trips there, although I have planned a couple of really good times to go. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's an awesome little fishery. Uh, Mm. So that was that trip. 
probably the trip, uh, probably the best trip I've ever done. Uh, and and I think that comes back to three things: the fishing was epic, but more yep. importantly, the people. And yep. that's what to me. I know a lot of people fish for themselves as well, but I still feel like there is a place for people and friendship in fishing as well. There's both. Yes. Yep. And that was huge. We That was the team. So, that, that team is the team that create content for you guys in the membership platform, write the reports and yep. you're going to see a lot more from them this year as well. We've got an epic team. It's grown since then. We had 12 on that trip. I think we're in about 18, 20 and that's about the max at the minute for the amount of reports that we can handle. Yep. Um, so, that's reports all the way from Southern Queensland into Vic. And the third thing... Um, I think was the lessons as well. The third epic part of that trip was the oh. lessons and what we learned and what we were able to share with people. There yeah. three things. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I know personally, mate, that that whole lesson of fishing really shallow up there was huge for me. Um, you know, since putting the live stuff on my boat, I have been fishing fairly wide um, and you can get caught up in that sort of stuff pretty quick. But just to be reminded just to... You know, put that gear away and fish in tight. And I don't know, it's a really fun way to fish too because there's no there's no sink time, there's no nothing. You basically cast in tight to that edge and roll straight away. It's good like fun. It's just it's just a really active. Um, yeah, it's almost a fast way of fishing alike. Really, like yeah. you don't have to fish all that slow. Those fish were that happy and aggressive to eat. They were boiling up the surface half the time when they're hitting some of those swim baits. There, you know. There's, there's a boil behind the, the lure as they hit it sort of thing. So, they're just coming straight up and belting them straight away. So, yeah, it was yeah, really good fun. That's as close as you get to a um, like river scenario in a lake. Oh, like yeah. That yeah. whole cast, wine, cast, wine, fish quick yeah. thing, which I like yeah. doing a river. Yeah. Um, that trip was epic. After that, I really had nothing to share for the rest of winter. Um, I got a meter fish on that trip. That was actually my last meter fish for the year. Um, yep. I actually struggled a lot at blaring over the winter, but didn't do a heap of sessions. Got fish into the nineties. Yeah, um, did a lot of work on the computer. That was a there was a bit of downtime there. How was your winter? Much to to any memories yeah. or moments over the winter for yourself? No, I had a good winter at the Jark. Um, the the numbers one twelve and one thirteen stick in my head pretty well. Yeah, aren't they a common catch? <laughs> Not a, yeah, not only for me, but there was yeah other guys out there catching the same thing. Like, you know, I got a meter twelve the other night, and the next bloke's like, oh, I got a meter thirteen. And yeah, the first trip that I done straight off the back of coming back from Prossy, I caught two. I caught a meter twelve and a meter thirteen in the first what we call the winter session, even though it was still May. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was sort of the the first two of that size, and then I went out with Pete for our sort of annual winter trip. We'd done three nights up there from memory and, yeah, got a metre 12 and a metre 13 on that trip. We started with a metre 12 and finished with a metre 13 for that one. Um, plus, yeah, a couple of smaller fish um, in between. So, yeah, that was that was good fun, good trip, nice active fish. Um, yeah, poor old Pete struggled again on that one. He got belted by a big fish and just didn't quite have the swing to set the hooks in, but... Um, yeah, he was he was a good man on the net for me anyway. So yeah, strikes important, isn't it? Oh, massive! Yeah, it's amazing yeah, how much you learn when you fish with someone who doesn't really care too much about it. They're out there just doing yeah. get away from work, which is what Pete yeah, yeah. is. He oh, really 100%. doesn't care. No, except for you said that a couple of times the year before he did care when he got busted off. Um, yeah, the session. 
Yeah, the year before in our winter trip, he he, he cast one lure off. He casted Gander all off into the darkness in the pouring rain and wind on our first little sort of recce session when we first got there. We were a bit excited, so we went out in the shit weather and just had a bit of a look around. Then I think it was the next day, this fish follows right up to underneath the boat. He drops a little chip down and starts to roll it off the bottom. Gets absolutely slammed, and I can still vividly remember the little curly, like a pig's tail curl on his <laughs> braided line as it flung up out of the water, and I lost it at him. I, I, I was so disappointed for him and disappointed for myself too because I'm like, that's a fish that's like, it was a, another a gift. 12-inch, something like that. It was big, and it was absolutely gifted to him. Eight under the boat, which they very, very, very rarely do. Yeah, and I just, yeah, tie your knots, man. Like, what's, what are you doing? Like, anyway, <laughs> I ended up, I ended up tying an FG for him, and we turned around that night, and yeah, he banged himself a meter. So, uh, but that was the only time he actually sort of cared a little bit after losing yeah. that fish but yep. most of the time he's someone who doesn't really matter he doesn't really care too much no, but no. it's a good example for you and then you, I guess you can go right they're the things you've actually got to do right and I guess yes. it helps you create content and helps you learn yourself for example what you said before is he didn't strike he doesn't strike hard enough yeah oh, it's, still, it's still a reminder because you get out there and you do sometimes get a little bit blase or whatever and those big cod if they hit you hard it's it almost feels like you don't have to set a hook because I just, yeah. you just get absolutely jammed. It's like there's no way in hell I have to put any more pressure on that fish, but you do. Yeah, like, big time. Especially, you know, I know that one that Pete missed. The but the fish was twenty meters from the boat, so you've got you know a fair bit of line between you and him. You've got to really swing and crank that reel as hard as you can. Put as much pressure on in that first yep. few seconds. Um, as you can, so but he, he he's a pretty pretty casual sort of guy. He enjoys a beer, and I mean even the other night the jack um, on that fish there, you know he was sitting in the back corner of the boat at that time drinking a long neck when I hooked up to a meter nine. And man, net man, and he he was he doesn't care. He he has just as much fun doing that um, as what he does me standing up there. I mean I'm sure at one stage he's sitting in the back going. God, surely he's got to be ready to pull the pin here. Like, yeah, yeah. Are, you know, it's approaching midnight. What are we still doing out here? We've been out here since five o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and he, he, he loves it. I mean, and I think that's a, you know, it's it, that's also a lesson for people is to enjoy the fishing the way you want to do it too. Yeah. Like we we create all this awesome content, and we really encourage people to soak in as much as they can. But go and use that however, which way you want to use it. You'll pick up on a certain technique that we talk about, or whatever. Go and do that. Go and do that your way. So, and yeah. that's what that's what Pete does, and it really does make it a pleasure to fish with him because there's you know there's no pressure, there's no expectation. He's happy to follow my lead, and um, yeah, it's just as much fun as everyone else. The other good thing to take away from what you just said is don't also don't push yourself to be on your limits. Like yep. if you're young and, you, and you're fit and healthy and you can do certain things, you fish till midnight one, two, but it, it's a known fact that if you do not sleep a minimum of six hours a night, it affects your health. So yep. I don't do it over and over and over and I don't do it as much now as I did when I was 21. I'm 28 now. I'm not really that yep. much older, but with the kids at home too, not getting 
solid sleep. You, you know, don't go till 12. Just if your goal is to get a meter, just do, let's say it's a winter session, go till 9.30. And if that's you, that's yep. you. And just keep yep. doing that. It will probably take you longer to catch a big fish, but still do what we say. It might just take yeah, you yeah. twice as long as somebody yep. else. Um, so don't always feel like you have to push yourself past, the, uh, beyond the point of enjoyment, pretty much. Yep. And another good example on top of that again is on that particular trip, you know, it was midnight by the time we got back. Dill was in the swag at the time, got back, told him the story. It was midnight. I woke up five o'clock, my alarm went off the next morning. There was a bit of breeze blowing over the top of me swag. I turned my alarm off and didn't get out of bed until seven. I was I was knackered. Yeah. You know, that was the second night. Uh, nah, nah. I'm not I'm not feeling this. The conditions aren't great. I'm fine to just Lay around, I think you'll fell back to sleep, got up at seven o'clock, had a cup and went out and chased some yellows instead. And yep. you know, it was still good fun. The yellows were actually pretty tough, which means the cod would have been even tougher. I had planned to just go out and throw surface after catching a meter of nine the, the night before. I was like, I'll just go and throw surface again. Um, and I was like, No, nah, you know what? I am I'm happy, I'm satisfied, and I don't need to cook myself altogether. That extra yep. Sort of a couple of hours in the morning of just taking a little bit easier uh, meant that, you know, when I got home, I was still fresh enough to, you know, do all the chores you've then got to do, cleaning boats and stuff like that, and then catch up with your family as well. So, um, yeah, not, yeah. We talk about going hard and all that sort of stuff, but really, you know, we're just humans like everyone else and we get knackered and take it easy too. So, yeah. Um, one other thing to talk about, you know, how you're talking about striking. Um, yeah. I was holding a fish that I caught the other day in the river with Graham. It was a 92-centimeter cod, right? Yeah. And the lure fell out when it hit the net. So, I struck him hard, wound hard, kept pressure on in the net. By the time we pulled over on the opposite bank, he thrashed around and it fell out. Yeah. So, it obviously wasn't past the bar. And Graham was like, it fell out. I was like, it's why you got to strike hard and hit him hard. And so, I was holding him in the water and I just grabbed the hook. It's a brand new hook. It's a weedless hook. Yep. And I just showed Graham, I said, watch this. And I just run it along his mouth, like along, you've got yep. the teeth pad. Yep. You've got a pad of teeth, impenetrable. You cannot yep. get anything through the pad of teeth. You'll never no. hook a cod through that. After that, you've got that really hard leathery bit. And I had a razor sharp hook, which if you run across my skin, just yep. grabs it. Run push, across yeah. its skin with a little bit of pressure. It just slides. It just yeah, keeps yeah. sliding. It doesn't yeah. actually go in. I even put a little bit of pressure on it just to show him. Yeah. And I'm like, look, it's not going in anywhere. Like this fish is just... And I literally went around the outside of his lip. Same thing. I was yeah. like, that's a 92 centimeter. Meter, meter 10, meter 20. Gets harder, yeah. leathier, more leather-like. Yeah. Yeah. It just... Most of those stick. big fish that we catch are either pinned in the corner of the jaw, which is really even quite hard at that size, or a lot of them we hook in the soft stuff in their mouth when yes. they swallow it. Yep. I've caught a couple where they're pinned on the outside of the lip, um, but we miss so many and I look and I go, that's why you've got to strike. You've got to yeah, swing yeah. as hard as you possibly can to yep. get it through that. And I did with that fish. I hooked him somewhere, pinned him, yep. but it didn't go through the barb. I just yeah. kept the pressure on to get him in the net. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, hey, can we can we cycle back to the year that was? What do following, you mean? Following yeah. winter time. Can we, yeah. That's what I was about get, to do. Can we get to Windy? That's not. That's the next one. <laughs> what a trip. We, we just got carried away talking cod, but um, yeah, huge. Awesome trip. Um, um, with... 
you had a lot higher expectations than I did. Yeah. Um, I had similar expectations to what Henry gave, but we yes. uh, put together a film. Um, yeah. That was the plan before going. I was like, well, I've been to Windermere a few times. Let's do a film like our Murray River film and it actually come out way better than I would have hoped, even though a lot of planning went into it, yeah. as uh, Dill said. Uh, we did a podcast on Windy too, so we won't go into too much detail, but yeah, yeah, yeah. epic, epic memory. And we timed it well. We're very lucky. We timed it. I thought we yeah. were way too early, but I think we timed it bang on. Yeah. No, going off what sort of, um, you know, the, the, the reports that came in from heaps of different people that then went after we were there, um, we nailed it. We hit it right on the yeah, right on, on the money as far as timing goes um, because it actually got pretty tough. They had some more water run through the place and it spilled over and, I th- yeah, I think it... Um, sort of upset the yellows a bit up there, but no, we had a hell of a time. It was good too because I had Dill out and, and Dill got to see what I do, um, like what we do um, when we're creating yeah. the content and, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, he got involved with some of the filming and, and the camera work and stuff like that. And um, that that's probably the fishing was great, but um, to see Dill, uh, you know, sort of gain an appreciation of what we do um, to the point where we actually commented about it, um, that's probably the highlight for me. So, um, tell you what, doesn't have an appreciation for wind though. That kid, <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. It's a, he, he still cops it too about the wind every time something happens, mate. It's it's the wind that does it. And actually, it was funny that uh, Graham, I think, it was on our messenger chat there. He's, the wind came up the other day about something as well. So, yeah, uh, that might have been you with the net over the outboard or something, was it? Yeah, the wind done it. Definitely. Yeah, the wind done it. Yeah, funny, <laughs> funny kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And He's rain. A, and beanie. How good's the beanie? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't do your rain jacket up or put the wet weather pants on that are in the boat. Just sit there and cop it. And then when it comes to taking a photo, take the beanie off or wipe the phone on your beanie that's on your head. That's soaking <laughs> wet. Oh, it's just Yeah, I love it. And yeah. the fact the beanie stayed on when it was hot as. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could hardly see him the whole weekend because he had a beanie on and a buff pulled up under his chin and yeah. I don't know, funny kid. If you've seen the film, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's hard to look at. At one stage, I'm pretty sure I said, mate, for crying out loud, can you take that off? Well, I'm not taking a photo of you looking like that again. Like, yeah. let's, let's see your face, eh? There's a lot of good laughs this year, but I think some from that trip might take the cake. I know there's some good ones at Wyangla. Yeah. Um, one thing that jumps to mind from Wyangla was George's fish. Yes. And when he said, I did not need to see that. Oh, yeah, with the plastic when we yeah. got back to camp. Yes, that's all. When you showed him that, that was a good yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was some proper big teeth marks right across that lure. Yeah. Laughed a fair few good things, but some of the stuff, that the, 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 the arguments between you and Dill. Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. they were so good and we even captured half of them as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh. Good. Good, good, good fun. fun. Yeah, so Windermere, a huge success. Caught some fish, yeah. um, good memories, met some new people. Oh, the Starlo sauce. Anyway, uh-huh. go listen to that Windermere podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah, go back and yeah, listen to the podcast. That was funny. I think we talked or, about a few of the different stories through there actually, so definitely yeah, worth yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, watch the film. Um, and then sort of Windermere came early spring and then the rest of spring sort of disappeared. I caught some good fish at Blaring. To me, yep. the standout session, there was two more, there's three more for the rest of the year for me. Yep. One was the session I did with Noah at Blaring. Yep. Noah's my two-year-old son. First session I'd actually really done with him. Took him out when he was one but really didn't know what was going on. Um, I actually went out just for a quick look, muck around with him and it was the yep. best I've ever seen them bite ever in that lake, ever. They have never fed or eaten so well ever. You're just shutting out the window for those birds. Yeah, sorry, mate. I've just noticed it on the uh, audio recording here. I can see it be, like blipping every time he's squeaking. So <laughs> He's been going the whole time. That's all right. I can hear yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I only just noticed it. Anyway. That's all right. Um, a bit of entertainment for everyone. Uh, the the yeah, the session with Noah. I, I've never seen him chew so well. I was there yeah. for three hours, fished for an hour and a half because we had he wanted to go fast with the boat. So yeah, obviously not my kid. Um, <laughs> didn't want to fish, but I caught six while trying to catch his rod. I jumped in for his rod that he threw in the drink. Um, wanted to eat food, wanted to climb around. I managed to catch yeah. six fish um, in yeah. that short session. Good quality ones, except for the last one, which was tiny. Yeah. But yeah, crazy epic session. And plus, I fished with him and got a couple of photos um, with the yeah. self-timer with him and a fish and me holding it. So, yeah. he still hasn't caught his first fish properly, which I hope to catch him a redfin this summer um, if yeah. he's keen to do it. But yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty awesome. Um, Anyone who doesn't have kids won't understand that catching six fish in a session is a huge achievement. In an hour and a half... Yeah, that's a huge that's, achievement without him. But holy <laughs> dooly, that's that's big. There's a lot. There's a lot more that goes into having, especially Noah's age. He's only a young fella, so um, lucky yeah. they were just there, and I spot locked in the same spot yeah. the whole time. So yeah. when I finished dealing with him, I could cast back <laughs> where I knew they were. Yeah, yeah. they were. They on. did go. They did go pretty well up there. Yeah, I know we done a session, and I done a couple of sessions up there as well. And um, yeah, it was we, it was fishing a lot better than Baron Jack was. So. We got eight the week after, and I told mm. you that if you were with me the week before when Noah was there, we would have caught mm. 20. Yeah, 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 incredible. Just, and then they shut down big time. Um, any other trips for you in the spring after um, Windermere that really stand out? You were pretty busy, not yeah, fishing. Yeah, no, it, it was, yeah, rain, rain and more rain, so any chance, any time that the weather was okay, I basically had to be working, digging holes in the ground and... Doing my thing that way. Um, I probably had a, well, I had a good trip with the boys. We fished the Greg Whitehead. That was back in August, um, and we actually won that. And that was um, tough fishing, but it was really great to have the kids out there and just have them push through and achieve. Um, yeah. To see the results, um, even Henry, who struggled the whole weekend, caught the last redfin to fill out the bag. Which, you know, it was the first time they'd ever recorded a full bag. It's that. You know, to a cod, four yellows or four, whatever it was, it was like, you know, a, a few of each. And, um, you know, they all contributed to the tally. And um, that was, yeah, it was just, it was good. It was good to, to reward them uh, because, you know, it does get pretty grindy out there at times. Uh, and Baron Jack has been fishing particularly tough over the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, that was, that was probably one of the, one of the highlights before uh, spring started. But, um, since then, mate, I, no, I, I have been, what, what, I have been what, pretty busy. What happened? I don't even know if... When, you didn't tell me about Greg White. I've been watching YouTube and I, I never saw the video. 
No. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had a um, yeah computer malfunction on that one. But yeah, I, I do, it's not I something do. to laugh at because I would be very upset. I was pretty gutted. and to, You'd already edited it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much cut. All I had to do is throw some titles and I think I just had a couple of little things. Like I'd already done the pre-watch twice and had a few little notes of where to change a couple of bits and pieces. The boys had helped me put it together. Um, it showed oh, just a man. really good story right up to that last red fin that Henry caught. It was, it was, I think it was probably going to be one of the better storyline watches that I'd put together for the whole year. And I had, I've got a bit of a bad habit where I don't necessarily unplug my hard drives when I leave my computer. Um, and my computer's set for auto updating. Um, or was then. Oh, I didn't realise no that anymore. happened. Oh, that's... So what had happened is I'd shut it down, um, walk into the office, kick it in the guts, and it's then decided, okay, we've got an update, I'm going to do that. Like, yeah, right, I'll leave you alone for however long you need. Doing work stuff, whatever that was, can't remember. Got back that night on the computer and went, rightio, let's open that project up and, you know, we'll save the final copy and then tomorrow I'll upload it onto YouTube and it'll be sweet. Anyway, click on it. All these red boxes come up on the program that I use saying, you know, file unavailable. Right, yeah, hard drive's not plugged in or whatever it might be. Go through the whole process to find that there was six files in the middle of this hard drive that had been completely deleted. So I had stuff that I'd caught earlier in the year still there and a trip afterwards that was still there. But there was this one and I think there was... I might have been three or four other folders that yep. were completely wiped. So I took the hard drive yeah. to my brothers, checked on the PC, and uh, it was just, you know, tried the recovering thing and it was gone. So that was a bit of a bummer. Um, mm. And like I say, the, mostly because it was, you know, with the kids and they'd helped me out with it. And I don't know, yep. it takes a long time. It was probably close to 40 minutes that one, and I probably spent, I don't know how many hours and hours putting it all together but um anyway it happens you get on with it and get on to the next one i suppose but uh, for everyone listening though thanks thanks for the reminder yeah uh, sorry (laughs) everyone listening who doesn't actually know who dan or i are if it's your first time here dan has a youtube channel dan weber fishing you put up fair few of your trips um you record most of them so if you guys have never seen it or had a look make sure you head over to youtube check that out and scroll back through some of your videos um they're pretty cool and a couple of the recent ones i think that one you did at bar and jack with the boys i don't know what the title is but really good watch just good watch just funny yeah thanks um, mate yeah no i sort of you know you grow as you go along um obviously working more with you as well you sort of you grow your skills and you grow your gear um you know invested in a new camera and that sort of stuff, but yeah, it's good yeah, fun. Yeah, really. which I'm jealous about. Thank you. For that. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. For me, it sort of extends your sessions and it gives you something to look back on. And, and I hope when you know when my kids are, are grown and you know still fishing, they look back and go, you know what? Well, that's you know that's where I started from fishing. With yeah, that's dad. cool. That's and cool. That sort of thing. You know, so they'll be able to tell their mates or even people when they're older. Yeah. I'll go back and check out this YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see me change and grow the whole way through as a from a kid. That's pretty cool. That's right. I thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the other thing, just pause for a minute. Mm-hmm. Is this the first chat from a phone call 
just not recorded to a Q&A to a podcast that we have done in the last 12 months where you're not wearing a jumper or a beanie <laughs> or Mate, some I'm trackies. A, I'm in a bluey and stubbies. I'm, I'm... in a t-shirt and <laughs> shorts. It's and I'm hot. hot as because my <laughs> office has no aircon because we put a fake wall up and the aircon's like literally. Oh, on that's the other side. right. Yeah. So normally I run the fan, have the door open, have the window open, it gets a draft. But for the podcast, to cut out the noise, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is finally summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, all, I know all about it too, especially after wearing a bee suit for three days, harvesting honey. Those things know how to cook you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be hot. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, you be careful what you wish for. They reckon. So here we are. Oh, well, yeah. It's not too bad. It's just no. It's actually good. Yeah. No. It's good to it's good to see some warm, sunny weather and the fish are chewing and nah, fish like good. it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome time of year. Um. After that, I had two other memorable trips: Lake Hume day session with Alex. Um. Yeah. Caught some massive big yellows. Uh. Alex, we had to work for him. It was pretty hard. Alex caught his PB. Then he broke it with a 60, and then the last cast of the day, I got a 64 centimeter and broke my PB yeller. Massive, massive yeah. horse of a thing. Yeah. That That's place is just next level. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. I know Burrandong's got some big fish, but they're hard to find. Hume yeah. is a very tough fishery, but since the introduction of live tech, makes it a lot easier to find them because they're really only in the pockets here and there. Yes. Um, they are by far the biggest yellers, and I'm yeah. happy for anyone argue against me. Um, yeah. Windermere's got some big fish, but they really pull themselves up at 62, 63, and there's very few bigger than that. Yep. Burundong has more that are bigger than that into the 64s and 5s, um, but they're nowhere near as consistent as Hume fish, which are ridiculously big. Yeah, just the, the average there is incredible. They're massive. So, yeah. Uh, epic session there. That bite lasted for a little while and then stopped. And it's crazy. Everything comes and goes really, really quickly. And that's mm-hmm. one reason why when I kicked off, I started the the membership, I wanted to do reports in the membership because yeah. I used to write reports for magazines. And yeah. we used to have to pre-write them six, five to six weeks in advance. And yeah, it used to crazy. really annoy me because I was making stuff up. I was yeah. dead set giving a a guesstimate prediction on what should happen in March. The thing is though, this year, all those reports would be wrong. Everything was different. A big rain event would change something. A flood would change something. Temperature would change something. So now with our reports, we publish them the day after they come in for our monthly reports. Then if there's a flood or something changes, we have the updates in the group and I do the weekly video where I go, right guys, it's starting to trend. Especially for yellows in spring, it's starting to trend. This is yeah. what will happen. Even this year with the cod, it was like, yeah, they're not really there yet. Bang, yeah. we get a warm week. Perfect. And what I'm saying now in the weekly prediction is even though it's summer and we've got probably 25 degree surface temps in the dams, 24 degree surface temps, down below, yeah. you go, if you did a pin drop in the water, it would be freezing below still because we've only had one week of warm weather. Yes, well, the surface temp warms up, but down below it doesn't. So we've still probably got two or three weeks of these 30 degrees where you could probably happily safely catch fish in the four meter range, which yes. obviously that's where you caught your fish the other week. Yep. I can tell you now that swimming uh, the other day, I was there 27, 28th of December um, and you could feel that icy cold water on your feet when you were floating around yep. the lake. At, at what was the temp? So, 
24? Surface temp was 25. Um, yeah. Some spots in the late afternoon were getting up to 27. But that's um, false, 27. Like it's not a true... That's right. But yeah, you could feel that top meter was warm and then yep. you could feel it start to go. But once you got down to your feet, mate, and I'm you know six foot four almost, so by the time you get to about one and a half meters or a little bit over, um, it's it's cold. Yeah. Yep. So they're still happy. We still, yeah. Cod was still... You know, in your low light periods, are still up nice and high. The yellows are still up four meters of water. Some of them are sort of so that typical spring four to six meters is happening yep. right now for the yellows, and I'd say that's going to be in a fair few places as well. Um, the cod, I think, will start to push down within the coming weeks. Soon, yeah, yep. especially the big ones, like the little ones, will be happy to, to hang up on the edges, and I think they're going to feed pretty well right through January. The bigger yep. fish are going to fall right off my radar. Uh, because they're going to get too deep and just too dangerous for them to be hauled up out of that. Um, dangerous depth. meaning they'll die if they'll they die. come up to the hot yep. water. Yeah. Yeah. The one I caught. They're the swimming other night. around in like sixteen degree water down there. Yeah, there. That's right. Yeah. The and one I got the other night. He was in four, and so yep. I mean, and he man did he go. It's probably one of the best battles I've had for quite some time, actually. So, um, and I was happy to sort of have him up, held in the water, because it wasn't stinking hot but yeah you know once you get further on in the january and we start hitting those high 30s and that water temp really starts to rise up on the surface i just don't feel you can see them they blush up straight away i'm just not confident with being yep. able to catch them and return to the water safely I'd, it's it sort of comes stressful for me where yeah, yeah it's not you worth don't get to enjoy you don't get to enjoy the capture at all because you don't spend any sort of time with the fish Plus, just, there's the worry that shit, this thing could die. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's it's more about you. You just panic that I don't want to. I don't want to be the last person to catch that fish. So yeah, yeah, they sort yeah. of. I'd, yeah, get more and more into chasing the the smaller ones, Rib- sort of up to that eighty centimeters fish, or you know, go and do something rivers, somewhere else. Yeah, get into the rivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rivers is a perfect time because the whole river system with movement. The water's rolling over all the time, so mm. if the surface temps, you know, twenty-two, the whole river will be twenty-two, except for sort of your deeper holes. But you catch yep. them fish up high anyway. Um, that's right. So yep. it's okay to keep them in the water and hold them in the water for yep. a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's just a thing that I wanted to mention. Is it's, it's like a false temperature, and yep. you know, we we go, oh yeah, temperature twenty-four degrees. You know, could do this, blah blah blah. Yeah. you've got to understand how that temperature has come to be and that's where you either need to be really in tune with it or that's something we cover every yeah. week in my weekly video. I, I, I'm talking about these trends. I'm watching the weather every week for every area and yeah. those video in the video, I'm like, well, yeah, it's going to be 24, but the fish aren't going to behave like it's our normal summer 24 because we haven't yeah. had the steady increase. Um, yes. And that's just all that up-to-date relevant information as it's happening. Yeah. But when you yeah. ring me this morning, I'm writing the report, and it'll it'll be on the membership tomorrow. Within a day or two, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's all up yeah. to date. What's happened just now? Yeah. And you know, obviously, from then I can lead on to how it's going to flow through the rest of the month, and that's you know that's what all the all the riders do the same thing. They've actually been out on the water, fished, um, real time. Like you say, not it's not six weeks. In yeah. Advance for it's a report. Just, that's, yeah. Yeah, this just used to yeah, used to annoy me. Um, yeah, which is one reason why I really love what we do. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Because going back to our year and the yellows at Hume, they were on, and then go now, guys, they're on, and then 
Karen went and they were off. So I'm like, yes, the whole thing's changed. It's it, they're yeah. off, but they're off, guys. Like you had a week yeah. and a half to do it, two weeks, yeah. because of the rain. So that's that's just how critical it is, and that's why we uh, make the most of our trips because we pick spots when they're on. I just went to the ACT with Graham. Obviously, we had to line up Christmas and him and yeah. me and rain, and but I would have cancelled if he said no, don't come. But he's like, yeah, things are looking good. His report, he said things are starting yeah. to look good. Um, yeah. And I, I messaged him just like any other member could message him. Hey, what's actually going on in the group? Yeah, yeah, it's worth a fish. Anyway, that leads me to our last epic trip of the year. Wow. Tell you what, that's very close to on par with that Wyangler trip. That's oh, It was crazy. I went, <laughs> went over just to map some urban lakes and yeah. just do a session on the river. Never expected to catch a whole heap of epic fish. Every day I had something extremely memorable. Um I've just finished editing the two urban sessions, one at Jinandera, one at Tuggeranong. Um, we, uh, I mapped Lake Billy Griffin. I didn't fish yep. it. I mapped it. Um, I mapped, we, we fished uh, Jinandera and mapped it. So, I just took some photos of it, some of the land-based access. The mapping is mainly for your land-based access because really all there is is boat ramps. Like there's no camping or anything. So, yep. it's more where can you we, we drove in a boat and found all the deep pockets outside of like gaps in the weed and we're like right you can fish off the bank here like for example at Tuggeranong yeah, nice. there's a boardwalk there like a concrete thing and yep. it's all really shallow but as we we're cruising along with the, the sound had just dropped like to a massive deep channel but it's yep. only about 15 meters it, it swings in against the concrete wall for about 15 meters and then bails out again so i literally took a photo of the concrete wall and like the building behind it and in the map i'll put a pin and say fish in front of this building rather than fishing in front of the building beside because you're gonna be fishing a meter and a half whereas this dropped to three and a half four meters yeah so we kind of did that for the urban lakes just to give people you know a help off off land base pretty much yeah 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 but get this, I really want to do a chat with Graham and get him on to just have a discussion of the whole trip so i won't go into too much detail but there was three sessions Graham's never caught a meter cod and at Ginandera, second cast while I'm having trouble starting my boat motor, <laughs> which you will say, well, that's normal. Um, yeah. We cast off the boat ramp. I said, you may as well just cast, mate. No cameras rolling. I'm getting angry with the motor because he wanted to fish r- right up the other end of the lake and he started lecking in there. He lecked about 15 meters. Like, <laughs> mate, there's no point. Just fish. Yeah. Second cast, my head's in the motor under my solar panel. Bang. I'm like, what just happened? turn around and it took me about 10 seconds to go that was actually a really big buff that wasn't just a, a little buff like it took me a while to go that's a good fish yeah anyway out of his home lake that he fishes all the time off the top first meter meter 10 incredible. what incredible <laughs> second cast of the trip yeah. and i'm like what, yeah. do, what do we even do now anyway the video <laughs> is amazing the, yep. the 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 time just what you could the emotion that comes out of Graham is just epic. Yeah. Um, nice. So anyway, that was that. Then at Tuggeranong had an epic session called APLs, got a good cod, and then on the Bidgee had a, explored some amazing water. Mm. Didn't die, luckily. <laughs> Do not recommend floating that in anything but a kayak. Uh, we put the inflatable down. I'll do it again though. I'll definitely do it again. <laughs> Still don't recommend it. Um, yeah. Survived the trip, drowned a GoPro, caught a 92 centimeter, watched it eat my plastic off the edge, caught 10 yeah. cod, dropped the meter. I didn't drop him, missed the meter off the top. Yeah. That video I'll edit later in the week and put up in the yeah. membership. So crazy That'll adventure, mate. Yeah. Such a good Oh, and we had our session on the river too. Yep. Out yep. of inflatable. That was great. You got an 80? 
yep. PB Riverfish, and I got an eighty-five. Yep. That yep. just went from strength to strength. That um, that trip. A little bit of a hiccup fish. along the way, but what did we do? The net. Um, the rod. Oh. Oh. Well, we've <laughs> forgotten about that, haven't we? <laughs> Oh, let's skull drag the carp up the bank with the rod and bust it. <laughs> you hooked the carp. I'm not the idiot that hooked the carp. That was a, a whole, yeah, a whole moment of fun. Hey, I told you it was worth it because the video is hilarious. <laughs> yes, it is. I have watched it actually. No way you can't sit there without a smile on your face watching what? that video. I watched it with my kids. What they think? Funny? No. They looked at me as if to say, geez, Dad, you're actually pretty calm. You broke your rod and you like, didn't lose it. As <laughs> if they didn't do, do it on, didn't do it on purpose. No, no. May as well have though. We thought, I don't know why I did that. No. I went to grab the leader and I didn't grab the leader. So I just kept the rod straight with the fish and walked it up the bank, um, the carp, so I could dispose of it. But he kicked and rolled to the right. So there was a bend in the rod then. Yeah. from where it was straight and then he shook his head and it just went pop but it's not my fault it's like back in the cane days you know <laughs> <laughs> oh I've seen a lot of action that stick before you got your hands on it this is a problem it's tired mate it was tired it yeah, had no. enough she's retired now <laughs> it's got some memories on that one don't worry and then I said in the video later on it's what you get for trying to lose me fish out of the net yeah, oh yeah uh, awesome trout net on a cod trip. Yeah, nice one. Um, I, I noticed you, like you, had a, you had a bigger <laughs> net with Graham, yeah? Yeah, yeah. do you like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Graham. Yeah. Surprising mate, how all of a sudden you fit a bigger net on your inflatable, even though you told me there's such, no way there's no way we can fit a bigger net on here. He's such uh, a good net man, mate. He's good. He doesn't unclick buttons on nets. No, 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 I noticed. No, you done really Just well. Just straight in. Easy, yep. easy as. Yeah, so anyway, we had two nets. He's got a little yellow size, bass size, one for his flatties in that environment. And then he's got yep. that big one, which is yep. the big environment. And I'm like, oh, I took both of them. So this is what we did. My fault again, something stupid. So hang on, hang like, on. Not only did you take a bigger net, but you took two nets? So, 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 so. <laughs> we took... I had two nets in the shed. And he's like, which one do you want? I'm like, mm, that big one's massive. I like, I would like to sit it on the deck when the boat's set up and see if I can actually still drive the boat. Like, that is a big net. I was like, bring the little one just in case. He's like, you're not going to get a big fish in there. I'm like, well, it's twice the size of what we were using the other day. So, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, you'd easily fit an 80 like curled up in it, but you wouldn't fit anything bigger. You'd fit its head. Yeah. Um, better than a trout net. So, I was like, I'll bring both. So, we brought both, but where we parked the car, Graham had to whip the car back up, like had to drive it back up. Yeah. Oh, 300 meters. Oh, no, that's a lie. Probably 150 meters, but up a steep hill. Yeah. And he unpacked all the gear and then I'm setting the boat up. I'm like, oh, man, there's two nets here still. It's like, you idiot, Reese. That's my fault because I said bring both nets. Anyway, I put both on and I ummed and ahed about it. And anyway, I went with the big one. It took up like a third of the deck, but it was it wasn't too bad. It was out of the way. It survived the trip, and yeah, Karen's got one coming for me. Um, I said, "Do I do you have these?" So I've got one. Oh, just good keep, one! Just to keep you happy. Um, Thanks. Nah, definitely. It's definitely better for the fish because we had to drag one, <laughs> not drag it. We had to leave it in the water to get it across the other side. You just end up losing a big fish um, well, the, in that the, moment. The beaching thing, I think, is good. I think it works as long as the fish stays on. Yeah, yeah, it's good for the fish, healthy for the fish and safe yeah, the, the fish doesn't come out. 
there'd be a fair bit of disappointment if you lost it. Oh um, yeah, we yeah yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The other thing was we hooked this ninety two, put it yep. in the net. We we went across slowly to the other side, so no different to what we do with the fish hooked. But yeah. he could Graham could hold the net, and I could get everything ready. Whereas with the other yeah. way, I had to hold the fish by his lip in the water while you sorted all the cameras out and that in the water. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of yeah. yeah gets one person's like out of yeah. the zone, and you can lose them. You can definitely yeah, lose yeah. them. Or or if you like Tyson Zaru, you could have a net and just let the fish oh, swim through yeah. the net before you take yeah. a photo of it. <laughs> just rip the net open. So oh. maybe. Gloving them, maybe holding them in the water without a net's better. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was his brother Kyle's fish. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, so anyway, that was metery too from what I heard. Yeah, yep. But yes, I've got a net. I've got a bigger net and I had to run that Excellent. little net up all the way up the hill and I'm yelling the Graham's name and he didn't reply until I got right to the top of the hill. He's like, yep. I'm like, I'm in here. <laughs> I dropped the net about 30, 40 meters from the top of the hill. I was like, you can get that. And then I charged my way back down the hill. I was full puffing. So when you guys watch the drift video in the membership, just in the intro, just take note of how much I'm puffing. It's because I just ran the net right up the hill uh, in like water shoes, which aren't even like runners, no, right no. up the hill. It was like running flat out after pumping the boat up too. So I got my workout in straight up. There you um, go. Drowned a GoPro, but we survived and had an epic yeah. adventure. Didn't go to bed True. till midnight after getting home with all the gear, but Graham was like, that was amazing. And yeah. missed a bull from a meter cod right at the end, which I was, Graham was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I was bummed. And I'm like, the river and the fishing gods were just like, Mm, do you really need another fish after <laughs> your three days? I'll give you a yeah. buff from him, but you can catch yeah, him another yeah. time. Yeah, you've had enough. Yeah. So. Anyway, that uh, runs through the entire year, mate. Um, if you, just one thing, yep. I don't know if you can think of it off the top of your head. If not, I'll bring it to you. You know how you had your hard drive malfunction? Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other malfunctions that might top that when it comes to cameras that happened when we were fishing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the SD card. Yeah, they really good at flying. They are. They're spring-loaded them things, you know, and those GoPros. What a joke. What? You tell the story. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we were a fair way into that trip too. That was, was that last session or second last session? No, nah, it was like the middle morning was session. It? So, yeah, we the day before we caught moved. the metery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're on the second day. Yeah, and so there was a fair bit there and you weren't totally sure whether the metery was on the card at the time no i knew it was on the card yeah okay because i didn't Uh, cut the card because normally i cut the footage every night but because we mapped i'd only had a couple of hours of footage yeah yeah i think we rolled into the campsite late and the mozzies remember the mozzies were just oh yeah off their head so i was like no we're not cutting the cards tonight it'll be right anyway it it wasn't right it was, it was getting later in the morning session and I went. I wanted to save some of the footage because I keep yeah. some as a build-up and then I went yeah. to start it again and it wouldn't start and you need a new yeah. SD card. Yeah. I've so never sit, done that in my life. Sit down in the boat, open the door, put your fingernail on the card, the fingernail slips off the card and shoots it straight over the back of the boat. 
And a good was, two and a half meters it flew. It was absolute silence. The the world froze over for a couple of seconds. <sighs> and I just I've going, never moved so quick. Yeah. I, I somehow kept up with it as it flew and it just cleared the gunnel <laughs> and went made the slightest little break in the surface and went bloop. And it instantly disappeared. It's like it hit the water. Yeah. I could see it hit the water and, and I couldn't even on. see it under the water sinking. It just went boom, disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, not even worth looking for. <laughs> no. No. So yeah. that had the main back camera with all the storyline for the whole trip. It had the buff, but didn't I still got the buff on the chest camera. So the video's up. Um, yeah. it was that meteor on the Goldman, but you will only see chest footage of that. Because yeah, I lost the rest. Well, there was concern too that was some of the footage with you and Karen at Nagambi as well. Yes, but there wasn't. But yeah, luckily that was a different card, so there yeah. wasn't a complete luckily. wipeout. But yes, I would have was... wouldn't have minded. I wouldn't have minded if the footage was on that because Karen caught all the fish. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she would have been disappointed more than me. Yeah, not you. Yeah. Anyway, that was yeah, that was that was a good little malfunction. Good lesson to learn, and so I know that I've done it in the office here, where I've flicked them out of the cameras and gone, oh yeah, you know, that, that could end up in the drink. But you'd said that you'd never actually done it, never at home done or it in the boat or anything. But never. have you actually have you actually tried to do it since? Yeah, at home, and you can get it going too. <laughs> if you nail it, it really, close range. Yeah, it really gets going. You can't find it in your office. Like yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've tried it. Yeah, so now yeah. you should see me. Point it down, whole finger on it. Yeah. Click. Make sure my finger's still over it every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time. Um, yeah. They're so bloody yeah. tiny. They're so tiny, those little micros. Yes. Easy to lose them. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, that uh, I think we covered a stack of lessons all the way through that. So, we won't yeah. worry about touching on those. But uh, one thing just to remember is just to appreciate every moment. Appreciate the funny mm-hmm. stuff. Enjoy time uh, with your friends. And yeah, just, just remember to, to appreciate rather than have expectations. So, you know, you might expect to catch a stack of yellows on a trip to Windermere. Maybe just appreciate, you know, yep. the one good one you do catch. Or I know it's 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 not ideal, but still just remember to appreciate every moment. Yeah, um, too right. Yep. Not every moment. If you do lose an SD card with <laughs> fish on it, don't appreciate that. But maybe laugh at it down the track. <laughs> Well, we're doing that, so, you know, it's not all bad, is it? No. Give what's, a bit of a uh, what's in store and what's your goals for 2023? You said you're going to NZ. What else is yeah, happening? Yeah, um, I don't really have a whole lot of other fishing plans at this stage other than I'd really like to spend a bit more time on the rivers. Um, and I know that I've said that now for a couple of seasons, but it just hasn't been the seasons for trying to explore the rivers. Um, yeah. So definitely keen to do that. Obviously, NZ will be a, you know a big lead up to that. I like to make sure that you know homes in line and works in line and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I think uh, looking forward to you know stretching out, doing some more mapping, um, covering some new areas, uh, getting up to you know Lithgow region and um, down south. And yeah, there's a few bits and pieces in the pipeline in the early stages of this year. Yeah, and and then pretty much just yeah, see what rolls on for the second half, mate. I suppose. Um, yeah, keep keep working on the membership, and you know, get more and more involved in that, and keep crank cranking out the content, and 
yeah, obviously yeah. I keep my YouTube stuff rolling as well because it's a bit of a, a side hustle sort of thing. So it's gonna be a big year. Yeah. It's gonna be bigger than last year. We're gonna go. My plan is to do a variety of fishing, so a range of stuff, you know, that, yep. and create content on a range of stuff, whether it be trolling or you know, you know, using weedless frogs for something different, or yep. just everything we haven't done. New places, new spots branch yep. out into new areas, do bass stuff, travel north, fish with new people, share knowledge from other people. Yep. Um, that's our plans. Early season, we've got Blue Rock, Blue Rock and Glen Maggie, so Gippsland as a trip. I'd like to get to Brogo, chase bass in the summer. Rocklands is there. This is for the first quarter of the year. Um, yep. We're going to do, we've already got planned a session on one of the Northeast Vic rivers, floating mm. in the inflatable for a couple of days with four of us. Going to be epic fun. Yep. So much fun. Super keen for that. Um, Dartmouth, in the winter, if we can tee it up, we're going to do our northern New South Wales winter trip. Yes. So, we went to Copeton two winters ago by the time we get to this winter. So, this we're going to go back and go to visit Split Rock, Chaffee, Pindari, Glen Lyon, um, yeah. into Queensland and some of the rivers. I also want to get down and fish the Vic Crater Lakes as well. So, Yeah. That's the first half Lots of the year. Lots on the go. Yep. That's right. So, epic year. Uh, your fish of the year, mate? Ooh. Or moment of the year? And how many uh, meters do you catch? I think I've got, uh, I don't know, eight to ten. Oh, yeah. Double me. What was your biggest? Uh, oh, sorry. 30. Got you there. Made 29. Bugger. Yeah, no. You got me there. That's for sure. So, what happens when you fish Blair and you catch less? Yeah, big. yeah, bloody tanks in that joint. Um, yeah, so no, I don't. It's probably more, you know, something. No, I'm watching Dill land his bar up at Prossy was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's probably it was a 98, and we'd been busted off four times before that fish in that session, so it was a pretty good one. Yeah, um, Henry caught a 62 centimeter yellow out of Barranjuk. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen very often. That was a huge He fish, got so. a yellow on a spinnerbait. We did that session this year. Yep, and he very still talks about year. If you ask him, that's his highlight, that one yellow out of the river. Um, on a spinnerbait bank walking in yep. January last year. Yeah, banged him at his feet and then cast out again and, and caught him. So I'm pretty sure that spinnerbait's hanging up in his room somewhere. So um, yeah, you know. There's there's been a lot, mate. There really has been a, a lot of um, lot of great moments fishing and around fishing as well, not just the actual captures. So it's been a mm. yeah good year, big year. It's yeah lot a lot on, been busy, but it's been good. Um, are you have you have you learnt yet that when I say hey, this will only take half an hour in your head, you go okay, Reese, I'll double it. Yeah, you haven't learnt like to not say that yet and I just go along with it. I just giggle on the inside and go, yeah, radio. I'm watching the time of this yeah. podcast and I yeah. said, let's just do a nice, short, punchy little intro. I think your, your first thoughts was 35 minutes and I actually almost laughed out loud at that one. <laughs> and then he said, oh, I might go a little bit longer, maybe three quarters of an hour. Well, that's did. what I was planning because I was going to do this on my own and I was like, oh, yeah. I'll see if you're around. So I literally yeah. just called Dan and said, oi, do you want to jump on this yeah. with me because it'll add a bit more variability to it which it did so much better with two of us and I'm just looking at it and I'm like well that's us done in it (laughs) hour hour 19 just ticked over yeah yeah nicely done but 
if you have an epic year, how do you keep it so short? It's just no, no. I, there's a fair bit of stuff we skimmed over pretty quick, and a fair few that we left out too. I reckon, but um, yeah, it uh, uh, yeah goes to show you what we get up to, and a little bit of a sample of what the year's been like, and um, yeah, a little bit of an insight as to what 2023 is going to hold for for us and for the membership as well. Yeah, for everyone who supports us. So if you listen to the podcast. If you follow any of our content, thanks heaps uh, for the massive year and thanks in advance for this year. Uh, For those who do follow our content, get excited because we're going to release a heap more podcast episodes. Our YouTube is going to kick back into gear. We're going to create a fair bit of content on YouTube but if you really want all of the good juicy stuff, um, jump on the membership and check it out. That thing is going to grow big time this year. We're going to push massively hard. We're going to cover more areas, more maps, heaps more content. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good fun. Right, awesome. mate. Um, because it is the start of the year, can you yep. give me a prediction on, just, just for a bit of fun, your biggest yep. COD for the year? My biggest for this year? Yeah. Um, I'm at a metre 21, so I'd like to exceed that. So I'm going to say a metre 24. That's the one you dropped at Blaring this winter, you know? He was about a metre 25. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah that'd that'd be pretty good I'd like to do one on top if if I could as well that'd be pretty good Mm, yes yes or even A metery A metery on the the top top would be huge that's the goal there you go yeah Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to get another one off the top I've caught two on surface yeah Yeah. Um, let's do that Mm. metery off the top because my PB is metre 30 and that's going to be very difficult to beat. That will be. Bidgey Meadery, my first Bidgey Meadery. That would, that's my lifetime goal. I'm not expecting that to happen this year, but I'd like that to happen in the next decade. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's it, mate. Thanks, heaps. Awesome. I'll let you Thank go. You. Uh, and thanks right. to everyone who supports us. We will see you in plenty of content for the rest of this year. Thanks, mate. Good stuff. Thanks, mate. See ya.